My name is Jonathan Locke. I am the Antioch campus pastor, and I am so glad to have the opportunity uh, to be with you tonight and to bring the message tonight about Christ and Christmas. Uh, There's just something so special about this service because there's an excitement in the room. there's, There's just something about this night, Christmas Eve. It has that feeling, that anticipation of something, something unexplainable, something so joyous that gives us a glimpse of hope a little hint that there is something more to this life than what we are living for right now. So what is it that causes this stir? What is this contagious joy that Christmas brings? Is it the excitement of opening and giving gifts? Maybe, maybe, but we all know that in a month or maybe even December 26th, uh, that excitement is over, right? Or maybe it's just the joy of knowing that you get to spend time with family that you haven't seen in a while. But that's not joyous for everybody. Right? Don't point fingers. Right? Don't look at anybody. All right? But for some, Christmas is difficult because we've lost loved ones or we've been a part of a broken relationship Or there's just pain and hurt in our life. And Christmas seems to exaggerate, right? Exaggerate the bad things that are happening in our life. Yet, Christmas still points us to something that is absolutely incredible and life-changing. So what is it about Christmas that causes our hearts to expect something different, something better, Because Christmas is the most wonderful time of the year. But it's not the most wonderful time of the year because of the lights and because of the songs and because of the great food and the parties that we get to experience together. Or not even because of the gifts. No, Christmas is the most wonderful time of the year because of what has happened for us. What has happened for us? You see, we don't celebrate Christmas like Easter as just one day. No, we celebrate a season, a season where we look forward to an event that changed everything, where God sent his son into the world to become the center of history. But more important is that for you and for me, is that he sent his son into the world to become the center of my life and the center of your life. See, when Jesus becomes the center of our life, he places our life on something that is stable, something that is secure, something that is hopeful, something that gives us purpose. With Jesus at the center of my life, I don't need to fear, even though there are many many things around me that could cause me to fear. Christmas is the most wonderful time of year because at Christmas we're reminded who is with us. 
But see, for some reason, at Christmas time, things tend to get exaggerated and things get to begin to be complicated, possibly even dark for some of you. For some reason, especially at Christmas. See, we tend to focus on problems that we can't solve, people we can't control, and expectations that we can't meet. Let me give you an example. How many of you have been disappointed at Christmas before? All right, show of hands, that's fine. Okay, let me, let me try the kids at this. Kids, where are you at? Kids, raise your hands. You out there? Okay, I see some hands. All right, here we go. How many of you are excited about tomorrow morning? Hands. All right, kids, yep, awesome. I see some hands out there. Excellent. So how many of y'all are going to get the opportunity to open gifts tomorrow morning? Show of hands. All right, kids, yep, I see them. I see them out there. Okay, now I need you to be honest with me. When you open that gift tomorrow that has socks and underwear, are you excited? Are you excited? A couple hands. All right, a couple hands. I see those hands, right? Kids, I want you to watch this. Dads, how many of y'all are going to be excited to open socks and underwear tomorrow? That's right. All right? That's it. Right? But here's the thing. If we're honest with ourselves, and if we are to take a look into the mirror and honestly reflect, we would probably see that I'm the problem that I can't solve. I'm the person that I can't seem to control. And I'm the person setting expectations that others can't meet. And why is that? Because at Christmas time, we take a whole season and tend to focus on things happening around us and not on what has happened for us. So if you grew up in the church, you know this, but we're going to do a little New Testament uh, study here. In the beginning of the New Testament, there are four books, and they're called the Gospels. They are what? Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Very good. Excellent. So these books speak specifically about the life of Jesus. Matthew and Luke give us the birth announcements, which the Jewets read uh, just a minute ago, and they did a great job. You guys were awesome. Totally awesome. Right? And so they speak about the life of, of, of Jesus and specifically the birth of Jesus in Matthew and Luke. The Gospel of Mark jumps right to the ministry of Jesus. And the Gospel of John starts a little bit differently. See, he gives a really different perspective of the life of Jesus. And you see, John walked with Jesus. He sat at the feet of Jesus. He really knew who Jesus was. Not only that, he was the one disciple instructed by Jesus to care for his mother after his death and resurrection. So I can't imagine the number of times that John went to Mary and said, Mary, what was the birth of Jesus like? What did you experience? What happened? Mary, did you know? That was a joke. Okay, good. All right, you got it. All right. But explain it, explain it, explain it. But in John's gospel, he writes it in such a way to help us understand not just the life of Jesus, but what Jesus was like. And Jesus had a, or John had a reason for writing his gospel. He had a goal, and it's found in John chapter 20, verses 31. Verse 31, he wanted everyone to believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and to understand that by believing, you may have life in his name. 
So why did he write that? Let's think about that. Life in his name. John's not talking about physical life because they already had that. But that you may have a different kind of life. A life that is full. A life that has purpose. A life that is filled with joy. So in the beginning of the Gospel of John, John talks about Jesus unlike any other writer. John writes, in him, in Jesus, was life. Once again, not physical life. You see, John's trying to put into words the best way he knew how to explain who Jesus was. In him was life. There was something different about Jesus. There was a life in him that was more than just physical. In John 10.10, Jesus says, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Once again, not physical life, but a spiritual life. A life in relationship with Jesus and ultimately eternity. So what's a spiritual life? It's a life of hope. It's a life of joy and peace that transcends all understanding. See, John says, in him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. This life was not made only for the Israelites or the Jews or the moral, moral, morally elite of that time. No, this life was for all mankind, which means for you and for me. So what does John mean by life was the light? Well, sometimes I like to play tricks on my kids. Kids, I need, your, I need just some action here, right? How many of y'all have basements in your house? All right? How many of y'all are a little afraid of the basement? All right? Yeah, basement's dark. It's kind of scary. Well, I do this thing with my kids where they're playing downstairs in the basement, and, and I send to go, well, it's good to see you guys, and I hit the lights, and I run upstairs, Right? <laughs> I've even done that to Andrew in this building and talk about scary, right? But the dark is scary. In the darkness, there is unknown. In the darkness, no eye can see. But in the light, we find safety. In the light, we find freedom. In the light, there is peace. In the light, there is forgiveness and mercy. In Jesus, we can find that light. In Jesus, Jesus, the one who is life and the giver of life, there is light. Lighthouses direct ships to safety. Flashlights light a dark path. But Jesus is the light for all mankind to eternal life and a life with God today. See, Christmas is the most wonderful time of the year because God sent his son, the light to all mankind. And he sent Jesus into this world, this world that no eye could see because of the darkness that, we are, that has surrounded us. So what is it that causes our hearts to stir at Christmas? It's because of what has happened for us. See, God stepped into the darkness. He stepped into our mess and gave us his son to do what we could not do on our own. And that is make us right with God. To be made right with God is to accept the gift of God, which is Jesus. And how do we do that? Well, we confess with our, with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, 
and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead and then live the life that is given to us through Jesus. So this is what's amazing about Christmas. From one little candle, it's amazing to see what happens. I hope you guys see it as we participate tonight. One little light, the message that we heard tonight started in a little town called Bethlehem with a baby born to a virgin in a manger. The next verse in John that we read says, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. Tonight, church, we are a long way from Bethlehem. But that holy night where it all began, no governments, no wars, no pandemic, no darkness has stopped the spread of the message of life. So let us be the ones to continue to spread the light of Christ to those around us to see a world praising God for what he has done for us on that silent night.